welcome to Know Your Berkshires. My name is Peter Matthijs. I'm sitting in for Ed Berniski, who's a little under the weather, and we hope that he gets better soon. Know Your Berkshires is produced by Civitan of Berkshire County, an association here at PCTV, who gives us the equipment in the studio and the equipment to uh, do this. Civitan supports many, uh, like the Salvation Army, Special Olympics, the Christian Center, and the uh, soup kitchens. Today, our guest is Bob Heck, who's the coordinator of advancement and community production. Welcome to Know Your Berkshires, Bob. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to get that on a business card. So. Yeah, it's hard to get that out on the air, too. <laughs> it, took so, me, it took me two weeks to be able to tell people what I did here. So. Well, now you, get, now you get to tell people what you do. So what do you do? Well, I do a variety of things. My main function is to help raise money for the organization. We are a nonprofit organization, and you know we need funds to to keep doing the things that we do. You know, supporting the Civitan show, and, and allowing the Civitan organization to promote what they do uh, in other nonprofits. And but we need money to be able to do that as well. So I help raise money through um, searching for grants, fundraising, underwriting the WTBR radiothon. Um, events and, and much, much more. Now, when you're searching for grants and doing your own is that for PCTV and TBR or just the radio yes, it's, side? Yes, uh, it's both for PCTV and WTBR. Um, WTBR will run the 15-second announcements that you'll hear uh, support for WTBR comes from, blah, 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 blah. Um, and we want to thank, of course, all of our underwriters for being a part of it and help supporting the station. And if you own a business out there and you want to help support PCTV and WTBR, and we're at the point now where people are beginning to realize, you know, you're not just donating money, you're getting something out of it. You know, people are starting to, businesses are starting to realize that WTBR and PCTV are a great vehicle to uh, advertise their business to the community. So it's, it's good. We're, we're very happy with that. And how long have you actually been in PCTV? Uh, about three and a half years. Um, actually, I just past my third anniversary back in July, so. Oh, very good. Yeah, so, but only one of the years counted because the other two were COVID. <laughs> Your big thing is the Radiothon that's coming up November 17th. November 17th, yes, we're starting to put that all together and it's just a, a really cool day of radio where uh, we bring in some of our producers from WTBR. You're gonna be joining us as part of the day. Uh, our board members, our advancement committee, um, members of the community, city councilors, school committee members, uh, the mayor is going to be joining us. So it, it's a great opportunity because they all benefit from WTBR. They go on the shows on WTBR. Uh, we're able to get their information out relatively quickly when it comes to the city of Pittsfield. If there's something, they, information they need to get out to the community, uh, they can do that. During COVID, Mayor Tyre was here at PCTV doing uh, weekly updates uh, about COVID and we were running those on WTBR as well. So we're a great outlet for the community. You know, any member of the community can come in and do a show on a, a topic. We have Mundo Latino on WTBR and Nomadas, which are Spanish language programs. They're the only two Spanish language programs on the radio anywhere in Berkshire County. And it's an opportunity for underserved communities like that to have representation on radio because none of the other radio stations would be willing to do something like that. So take us through how long it takes you to actually put the Radiothon together every year. Because <laughs> uh, um, you take the rest of the time. <laughs> so, I mean, the first year, once you're kicking something, kicking off an event for the first time, you don't know what you don't know. 
Um, and I remember the night before the Radiothon, and it was really a couple of months of work that went into it, thinking it feels like it feels weird that we have everything done and we're good to go. Something's going to go wrong, and nothing went wrong. Um, and the next year was a little more difficult because it was a COVID year, um, but we incorporated Zoom, and that worked out great for the next year where if we had people who couldn't join in person or if we had people from out of town um, that wanted to participate in the Radiothon, you know, some of our elected members, if they're out in Boston for the day, they can jump in for 20 minutes as part of the Radiothon on Zoom. And now we're able to put it together relatively, I don't want to say relatively quickly, um, you know, I really got started on it about a week or so ago and the planning process is going really well and we're close to having everything planned out. So do we, do you make your goal every year? So I know um, you have a planned goal for each year. Yeah, we've been pretty successful so far and it grows a little bit each year and uh, we're really happy with the way it trends upward. And last year we started the rock box and we're gonna be starting the rock box again pretty soon and you know, reaching out to our past donors and saying, hey, rather than wait for the day, you can support us now and we'll have special prizes just for them. So outside the Radiothon and getting the underwriting support, what, what else do uh, Bob Heck does for PCTV and WTVR? <laughs> it depends on the day. Um, I was hired to do underwriting. Um, we created the Radiothon. We created other events. Um, then I got into sports announcing which was something I did um, in college and a little bit when I was with WBEC. Um, and we helped bring the game of the week in, um, which we've done for football throughout the, the past couple of years. And that's been another underwriting vehicle for us is the game of the week and PCTV sports. Um, I've hosted debates. I've, you know, it's- Game shows. Game shows, a variety of things. You know, I've really, um, you know, grown as a broadcaster where when I was at Live 95.9, it was just a zoo morning show where everything had to be funny and stuff like that. And being able to stretch as a broadcaster and doing a million different things, uh, I had the opportunity to be one of the hosts for the 4th of July parade this year. So just having the opportunity to grow and be able to do a lot of things is, has been awesome. So how did you go from a morning show at 95.9 to underwriting and doing the radiothon and doing all the stuff you do here for PCTV and WTVR? Well, when I was over there and I left for a little bit and I did mornings on WBRK and then I ended up being a general manager for WNAW in North Adams. And, you know, I just sort of sat there and was like, I don't think this is going to get me to retirement. I don't think, I don't know how much AM radio is how much longer this is going to go. So I got out of broadcasting. I went back to school uh, to UMass. I, I started at BCC. I was doing BCC as I was the general manager uh, of uh, WNAW, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to go all in with the schooling. I did uh, two years at BCC and then decided to go to UMass for two more years. I got a degree in economics and um, got back into broadcasting. So that was really not the path that I saw, but um, that's how I ended up here. Do you actually miss being in broadcasting? Well, I'm still in broadcasting. You know, well, I mean, I still... actually being like on the radio, on TVR. And... So I miss the morning show. I don't miss the hours. Uh, I mean, it was always a fun show to do as opposed to like afternoons where you're just 
saying, oh, here's Taylor Swift, and every hour, because we got to play, they had to play Taylor Swift every hour. That's, I think, an FCC regulation for that station. Um, but I, I don't miss the hours. Uh, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning was not very fun. And, yeah, so I enjoy, you know, coming in here at 9. And I don't miss having to do a, ra a daily radio show, though. That's, that's a lot of work. So, yeah, um, you were on 95.9. Um, you had a morning show. Tell us a little bit more uh, about that. Um, I mean, like I said, it was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of things grew from that. Uh, we would do a trivia segment, and then that sort of grew into me doing trivia in the community uh, at bars and restaurants. So that was a lot of fun. Um, you know, and, and it was just trying to be funny and keeping everything light. And, you know, I always had that weird um you know angel devil on the shoulder thing when like something would happen in the news and i always sort of just said you know what we're going to ignore it they don't tune into cnn for for jokes about the mayor they're so they shouldn't tune into me for in-depth commentary on the upcoming presidential election um i mean i guess that's really not an option in morning radio anymore you're really going to be on top of those things um but we did some stunts, like when I first got the show, I had a co-host and we did a stunt where if I guessed the wrong American Idol finalist, I had to stand at the park square in a bathrobe for an hour. Um, you should do that here. I mean, I, I knew I was gonna lose. I picked Taylor Hicks. I knew he wasn't gonna win. I knew Catherine McPhee was gonna win that year, but I wanted to be the one doing that and being out in the community and you know, sort of, because we were sort of, the previous morning show was like sort of on the downslide and we needed to do something to bring it back. So we were just doing a bunch of goofy stuff. And Was this a dream of yours growing up? Is this is what you wanted to do since knee high to a grasshopper or is this something that just morphed as you got older? Um, I, I wanted to do sports writing for like newspapers and stuff. And thank God I didn't take that path because there's no such thing anymore. Um, it's just people on Twitter that type stuff now. That's, you do it in 140. But once I got into college the first time, the time that didn't take, um, I got, I was working at the radio station there and I fell in love with it. And, you know, I wanted to be the next Howard Stern and that never worked out. And thank God that didn't work out. Um, but yeah, I, this is something I wanted to do for a while. And I had an opportunity to work for Live 90, it was Live 105.5 at the time. Um, I was actually started started off board hopping Red Sox games on the AM station. So, yeah, I, I worked my way up to nights and then afternoons and then mornings and then I eventually had to stop doing mornings just because it was just. And you have a kind of a side business going. Mm -hmm. You have Bob Heck Entertainment, which probably not a lot of people know about. So. I don't say that. I think a lot of people know about it. <laughs> well, more people are going to know now. Okay, so. terrific, terrific. Um, so when I was living out in Boston, um, I started uh, doing shows, mainly karaoke shows in clubs, and then um, DJing in clubs, and then eventually moved on to weddings and things like that. And I was still working for that company until my first daughter was born. And then I decided I didn't want to invest every weekend into doing a wedding. Um, so I started up my company back in 2009 and 
you know, basically we do weddings and parties and um, trivia, music bingo, karaoke and um, bars and restaurants in the county. We have some hotel accounts and it's just sort of took off from there. And, you know, that was really the, what gave me the opportunity to sort of quit the broadcasting side and, and be able to go back to school. So, you know, I'm grateful for all the bars and restaurants that that gave us the opportunity to come in because I wouldn't be here now. I'd probably, I don't know where I would be. Yeah, you mentioned you went to UMass and then you did your morning show or you did your real shows and you went back to UMass. No, um, I went to, when I graduated from high school in 97, I went to this little teeny tiny school in um, West Virginia called Bethany College. And we call that the time that doesn't take. They had a bar on campus that let everyone in. And I was partaking in that more than I was partaking in classes. But I did work at the radio station for the couple of years I was there and, and fell in love with it. So I'm, I'm thankful for the time I had there because it, you know, helped me see what I wanted to do as a career. And then once I got into it, realized uh, maybe this isn't that great. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I left there. I worked in restaurants for a while. And then finally got an opportunity at uh, 95.9 in 2003. And you do sports announcing. We've heard you do the Pittsfield Suns games. Yeah, I've done a couple of Pittsfield Suns so, so games. So tell us, bring us up on your sports announcing days. It's a lot of fun. I mean, this was something I did. Any ma anything major? As far as? Red Sox. Oh, uh, God, New no. England Patriots. That would uh, be fantastic, but uh, it's probably not in the cards at this point. Um, I started in high school, um, our senior year. Um, one of our advisors said, you know, hey, we're going to, um, we're thinking about teaming up with the community television station to, to broadcast some games. And I jumped on. We did basketball. Um, our hockey team made it all the way to the state championship that year. So, you know, this was at the, the Boston Garden at that point. The, it was called the Fleet Center at the time. But, um, so having the opportunity to do that, that was like, wow, this is awesome. And then I basically called all the games for everything in college uh, the first time, the time that didn't take. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I had the opportunity when I was with um, Vox Communications on Jason Street to call some high school football and high school basketball. And, you know, I sort of got out of it. Not... It was something I always wanted to do, but I wasn't making enough money off of it, and all the games would um, correspond against times where I had an opportunity to host a karaoke show while I was trying to build the business, so I decided to build the business. Um, but the opportunity here arose, and I thought I'd do a game or two here and there, and now it's gone where we're calling a ton of basketball games and football and but it's also great to see, like, when you go out to, if I go out to a restaurant, I'll, I've run into somebody that said, hey, we, my kid plays on the Taconic basketball team, and when we know you're there, we, we'll watch the game, but then we'll go home and we'll immediately watch it on TV, and again, you guys do such a great job. And it's so cool to hear stuff like that. Do you want to bring up your other little hobby? What's my other little hobby? Your darts? Darts, yeah, that was, um... That was something Bob, I... Bob's an avid dart player. Yeah, I got back into it. I played um, in the Minuteman Dart League out in Boston. We won a state championship back in uh, 02 or something, or 01. Um, and then 
I played a little bit when I first moved out here and then didn't really have the time between the business and just getting married and having kids, but now the kids are older and at our new house we have a dartboard in our bar area. So, you know, we were practicing a lot during the pandemic and I'm like, well, I wonder if there's a league to get into and we're, we're in the league now. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy the Tuesday Night League. Yeah, what, you and your wife and I guess your kids are in the league? No, not my, they wouldn't let my kids in the bar to <laughs> well, play darts. Well, yeah, um, well, you and your wife no, we are have in a, the league. We have, a, we have a team of five and we're doing better this year than we did last year, so it's all good. So what makes PCTV and WTBR different from everywhere else you've worked? <laughs> um, it's, <coughs> you know, this serves the community. It's something different. Um, the main problem I've run into here is that you know, when I was down on Jason Street, I'd pitch an idea at a meeting and they'd be like, eh, how are we going to make money off of that? What's this idea? Meh, 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 meh. If I pitch an idea here, like uh, when, during the pandemic, we, were, we had a staff meeting, we're all on Zoom, and um, I said, why don't we do like a 30 for 30 style documentary on the history of the 4th of July parade? And Sean's like, great. Which was like, awesome. Yeah, he's like, he was all in. All right, you do it. I'm like, oh, oh, I get to, I get to write the whole thing and produce the whole thing, and yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. So that was, that's the problem when you pitch big ideas, because sometimes they say, yeah, go go for it. Uh, there was the same with Meal or No Meal, which we did for a little while. Yeah, that was uh, fun. The, the game show. So yeah, they mean. Any thoughts of bringing that back? See, it's a tough time. Bringing to some kind of game show. But I mean, the game show is cool. Yeah. Well, the game show was cool and it was something to do during the pandemic. The problem now is the pandemic's basically over, so now we're back doing sports and parades and debates and we have shows coming into the studio to do shows, so we need personnel to do that. The meetings are all back at City Hall, so you can't just set it up on Zoom at home and let it go. Um, so as, you know, we've gotten significantly busier Plus, we have our, um, our production services wing, Park Square Productions, which um, we've been pretty busy with as well, which, you know, there was a time where people would call and say, you know, we'll give you money if you want to come shoot this for us. And we would turn it down and say, no, no, that's not what we do. Um, but then we sort of decided, why not? Um, and that's how Park Square Productions was born. You know, it's an opportunity we recently um, Austin Riggs Center down in Stockbridge. They had a virtual conference and they weren't sure if they could get the equipment to work, what they had. So they brought us in to make to use our equipment, make sure everything worked, and they were thrilled with it. Um, we've done stuff with the Berkshire Opera Festival the past couple of years. Uh, we've done stuff with Berkshire Community College. Um, you know, any project, big or small, we can do. We have these facilities here. We have um, cameras, we have green screens, we have teleprompters. Um, we have all this equipment for a local business or a nonprofit or something like that to, to call us and say, hey, look, we have this, um, we have our virtual fundraiser coming up and um, we want to do it from your studios and, and we can make that happen. And, um, you know, if you call other production houses, especially as a nonprofit, because we're a fellow nonprofit, so we give you a deal on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's another way we help bring money into the organization as well. You mentioned how things during the pandemic, how hard was it to keep 
the stations up and running during the pandemic? Um, it was tough in the sense that the community couldn't come in. You know, we didn't have the shows coming in. Um, during the early stages of the pandemic, we would have one person in the office just to make sure the stations were running and, and things like that. Um, I mean, it was relatively easy to keep the stations going. The problem was getting content. Um, we had the governor every day doing a press conference. We had the mayor uh, using our facility to get messages out, messages out weekly. Um, but we really stepped in to, to try and do some other things. We launched our PC TV Select app early. Uh, we were planning on launching that a couple of months later, but we figured it was a great time to launch that because, you know, people were going to need to, to access the information we were putting out there, but they may have already cut the cord or things like that. So we got that out there, and PCTV Select has been um, a terrific resource for, for the community. You know, it's an opportunity for somebody who's retired to Florida to watch their grandkid play a football game um, or see their kid's concert. Uh, and, and just a variety of other things. You know, PCTV Select gives a show like this a reach that it's never had before. You could be in England and you can pull up the PCTV uh, Select app and watch this program whenever you want. So, you know, it made us adjust, but it made us adjust and, and be better. So any thoughts about maybe grabbing a morning show or a radio show since you're kind of into broadcasting in that? What do you mean, as far as going back to morning radio? Doing it here. No, Doing something absolutely here. we have a morning radio show already. We have morning drive. I'm, I'm fine being behind the scenes. <laughs> I was in front of the scenes. You were sitting here before the interview going, oh, I'm not a host, I'm a director. <laughs> and, and now you're like, I'm enjoying being the director. But I mean, I get out enough, you know. I'm going to have do like six hours of the radiothon. I'm, you know, calling football games, the 4th of July parade, and I'm on air enough now. People are probably sick of seeing my face. <laughs> so the last few minutes we have, you want to pitch the Radiothon? Yeah, so the Radiothon's coming back November 17th, um, and we, it's, it's really important that people donate during that day, because we have a number we need to reach, you know, to make sure the station can continue on for another year. And there are other radio stations, the other public radio stations that they do like three, four times a year. And they're on for like two days trying to raise money. We want to bang this out in 11 hours. And then we want to get back to our regular programming. Uh, we want to get back to shows like the talk that you have. We want to get back to Mike's Amazing Goalies. We want to do this once a year. So it's very important to, to donate this one time. So we only have to do it once a year. The community stepped up. The past three years to help make this happen, we're hoping the community steps up and does it again. Uh, again, we have the KJ Nosh Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, one person who donates $25 or more is going to get be in the running for a full Thanksgiving dinner from KJ Nosh Catering. They help us out every year. We're so grateful to them. But I mean, that's everything. That's the turkey. That's the, the all the fixings. You don't have to do anything for Thanksgiving. You can watch the football game. It, it, you just throw the turkey in. They give you instructions on exactly what to do and how, when to do it. It's so easy. Why would you not want this? Yeah. And, and, and it's like, uh, for 25 bucks, you get this whole thing. Any, any other final thoughts with the last couple of minutes we have? Because we've pretty much topped everything. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're basically 
we need you to, just like you support Civitan, we need you to support PCTV and WTVR. Um, a, a chunk of our funding comes from Spectrum, which basically um, there's a percentage of your bill that's called a peg fee, if you see it on your, on your Spectrum bill. So basically 5% of your cable bill comes to us. It's part of a long, it's basically because they get to run their wires all over the place. The community's made deals where, all right, well, we get 5% of the TV stuff. Um, but obviously we're running into a time where people are cutting the cord um, and going to other services. So, <coughs> excuse me, uh, it's not COVID, I promise. Um, so we need to figure out ways to help fill that gap in funding, which we know is coming down the line. Um, and the Radiothon does that, and the underwriting does that, and the production services does that. Um, but we need your support, even if it's uh, you become a friend of WTVR for eight ninety seven a month, eight dollars and ninety seven cents a month. Um, every little bit helps as as we try and continue to evolve with what's happening in the the TV and radio landscape, and you know give our community the best possible services we can give them. Um, but we need support to to make that happen. The radiothon's important. The underwriting's important. And th those that have underwritten and those that have supported the station in the past, we greatly appreciate it. And we're hoping you can help us during the Radiothon coming up on November 17th from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., maybe a little longer if we're close to the goal and hadn't quite made it yet. Have you ever ran it longer than Last year we did. Last year, because we were so close to, to getting the number we wanted to get to. We were so close, so we were on like sort of 20 minutes. And... Um, People eventually stepped up, and so they, we could shut our mouths and, and go you, back and to the music. You, you run this actually on PCTV yeah, and on WTVR, simulcasting it. Yeah, we simulcast it on PCTV, PCTV Selects, and on the PCTV Facebook page as well. We, we broadcast the whole thing there. We got the cameras in the studios, as you know. So it's, um, it's a great day. It's a crazy day. It goes by fast. It's like, wow, it's already 6 o'clock. Holy cow. Um, it, it, it's just a lot of fun. It's a good, it's a good thing to listen to on the radio too, because you find out a lot about other nonprofits and a lot about what we do in the community. So, uh, tune in November seventeenth, and, and please donate. Thank you, Bob Heck, for being on Know Your Berkshires, and we wish you good luck on the radiothon. Thanks for having me. Um, this has been Know Your Berkshires. If you want to become a member, please call Janet Smargy at four one three three two nine three three two four. And we hope Ed will be back for the next show. Thank you, Bob, for being here. And thank you for watching.